0: Hey y'all, this is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Glad to be with you for yet another week. Um, I have to tell y'all, I have gotten such amazing messages from people, uh, email and thoughts that have been reflected on the iTunes reviews that just have absolutely blown me away. And I feel so grateful that the content is helping and making a difference Um, even people have said that i have saved them 20 years of therapy with uh, some of my podcast episodes so i'm so grateful it's providing value to you and i want to talk about miracles today and i want to tell you a story one day i noticed a sign on a building that said the miracle store So immediately, I stop in my tracks and I decide to go inside because I was so intrigued. How could I ignore a sign like this? I ask myself, wow, what could possibly be in this store? Miracles? The windows are blacked out, so I can't see in and I have no idea what this place is about. But once inside... I notice the waiting room is filled to the brim with people. Each of them is waiting for their turn to get the miracle that they need. I go in, and there's another sign atop the front desk area that says, Take a number and have a seat. Your number will be called shortly. I look down and see a ticket dispenser, so I just took a number and I went to have a seat. And I... I looked at my ticket, and the number on the ticket seemed to kind of keep changing. And with a quizzical look, I glance at my watch, realizing that it's early in the morning, and I mutter to myself, oh God, this is going to take forever. I know that I'm not one who's mastered the art of being patient. After all, I have things to do, and I've got to go places. I've got to take care of things. But something nudges me to take a seat and try my hand at this patience thing. So I turn around, and again, I notice the sea of people in the waiting room. Silently, I ask myself, huh, I, I wonder what everyone else is waiting here for. So I scan the room and mutter to myself again, uh-oh, no empty chairs. Hmm, maybe I'll just walk around and a bit and see if I can find a place to kind of plop down and make myself comfortable. All of a sudden I'm walking around full room, like literally no seats to be, to be had. And all of a sudden I notice one empty chair that's open. It's as if suddenly it appeared for me. I looked around, surprised that no one else had taken it, so I sneakily make my way over to it and ask the man who's sitting next to, next to the chair, uh, Excuse me, is this seat taken? The man has such beautiful energy, and the light around him is absolutely divine. He smiles at me and says, No, darling, the seat is just for you. Please sit, and we'll wait together. It shouldn't be much longer. Mesmerized by his energy, I slowly take a seat and adjust my purse in my lap. Then, like everybody else, I sit and I wait. Time seems to pass without much difficulty, and for some reason, I no longer feel impatient. A sense of calm has blanketed me, and I find myself quite content to be amongst the other ticket holders. I've never been here before, so I really don't know how long things take or what to expect that will happen next. But I'm here now, I tell myself, and I easily resign myself to wait for my number to be called. A voice comes over the intercom system that identifies a ticket number. I look down at my ticket, and I find that the number that was just called was mine. Number so-and-so, please come to the front desk. So, I swing my purse over my right shoulder, dutifully stand up, and walk over to the lady sitting behind the sliding glass door. The woman behind it says to me, "Um, I'm sorry, sweetie, but we can't fit you in today. You'll need to come back at a later date. I look at her a bit annoyed and curious and ask, Well, when's a later date? When should I come back? And by the way, what is this place anyway? She says to me, Oh, darling, this is the place where miracles happen. Didn't you see the sign on the storefront? Yeah, I said, but I never knew there was a specific place where miracles were granted again she smiled with an angelic smile and said yes darling there really is a place where we can go and get our miracles it seems though that we have a long waiting list if you'll just write down your name and what miracle you'd like we'll reach out to you when yours arrives even though i'm confused i somehow find myself saying okay and then i take the pen i write down my name and the miracle that I most want. That's the only information this place needed, apparently. I said to her, well, wait a minute. The only thing I need to give you is my miracle and my name? What I want? Yes, darling, that's all we need. I laid the pen down after I'd written all the information and I walk out the door. As I exit, I turn around to look at the sign again just to make sure that what I had experienced was true, and it was. Beside that read the miracle store t- stood tall. Hmm, I said to myself. Then I went on my way and let my memory of that experience float into the abyss. What else was I supposed to do? Apparently, getting my miracle that day wasn't going to happen, so I'd best get back to living my life in the best way possible. After all, I did have other things to take care of. I bet you're wondering what my requested miracle was, huh? Well, I'm gonna to wait to share that with you. But first, I wanna talk about miracles and what to do when you're waiting for yours. I can remember when I was a kid in elementary school and I was getting ready to take a test. and he it was like in fifth grade. This teacher was tough. And uh, I'm not really sure what the subject was, probably was math, because I kind of stink at math, really stink at math, just telling you. My nieces and nephews made the mistake <laughs> when they were younger of coming to me and asking me for math help, and I thought I was doing it right. It was completely wrong. Anyway, probably math. So I remember sitting uh, in my, we were in these rows, right? Back in the day, uh, in elementary school, we were in these alphabetical rows. So I'm sitting there tapping my foot, knowing that probably not going to do so well in this test. And I pray to God I really actually bargained with God that day. And in all honesty, I've bargained with God many times in my life to, to please make happen what I wanted to happen in exchange for me doing or being something in return. How many times have you done that bargain with God when you felt stressed, scared, or down and out. And in fact, I've actually, I have a whole nother podcast about bargaining with God. So you might want to pause this and go listen to that and come back. But if not, I want to tell you back then, you know, there I was, I was trying to do well in school and I felt inadequate. I knew that math was not my forte God, please help me do well on this test, I promise. I'm gonna study harder for the next one. I pleaded the best I could with God. At that time, I wasn't aware that there was a real partnership in what happened for me in my life. While I thought I was doing the best that I could to prepare for that exam, I didn't realize that my fate had already been determined in the minutest detail. I was to pass the exam with a mediocre score though, And then I was to put in more effort for the next one. I was given a break this time or so I thought. When you think about your life and all of the times that you begged and pleaded with God to make a relationship be better or last, or to get the job that seems so promising or to improve your business or to lose those five or 10 pounds in time for that party or that vacation, what were you really looking to have granted to you take a moment and think about this question and i ask this because there really is a deeper need that you have that is under that desire for a relationship the job the money the business the weight Can you imagine a place like the Miracle Store actually existing? Like, how cool would that be for us to just go somewhere, put in our request at the counter like a fast food order, and then just wait for it to arrive? We all know that's not how life works. And it sure is. Shit ain't that simple, y'all. You know it. If that were the case, this world would be a peaceful and perfect place. We just put in our order, and voila. we just wait on the side to go get it. If life was like that, then we wouldn't know what hard work work is. We wouldn't know what sacrifice is. We wouldn't know what heartache, pain, disappointment, and personal growth is. We wouldn't ever find out who we really are and of what we are truly made, would we? While in certain circumstances, oftentimes, when our safety is at stake, miracles are answered immediately, But what about those other times when we're feeling desperate for respite? Most of us try to get the material possessions that we kind of really believe are going to make us feel better, more important, and more secure. But the reality about that is that the feeling that the immediate pleasure brings, it really doesn't last at all. You know, you know just as well as I do that the high that we get from the material things only lasts so long and then we find ourselves thirsting for something else, right? Sometimes the miracles that we so desperately want aren't meant to be ours. In fact, not getting what we beg for, believe it or not, is a miracle in and of itself. I can recall countless times where I prayed for things to work out the way I wanted them to. In actuality, I wanted those things to happen in the ways that I wanted them to happen because I wanted to avoid pain, the pain of change, the pain of endings, the pain of disappointment. My focus was on all the wrong things. Unfortunately, there's no miracle store in the physical can't go to the Amazon warehouse and get what we want. Miracles begin, in all honesty, in such a different way. They happen in such a different way. They begin when you wake up, when you lay your head down at night. Miracles look differently all of the time, and they feel differently too. What you believe is a miracle might not be on my short list of miracles. Miracles happen when we least expect them, and in ways that are least expected. And guess what? That is really how the miracle store works. Today's podcast episode is about knowing that miracles really do exist, and also knowing that when the time is right, you'll receive yours in the form and fashion that is best suited for you. Timing is at the root of all miracles, my dear. It is all about timing. You see, here's the thing. The title of this episode is What to Do While You're Waiting for Your Miracle. And here's the short and long of it. You're to live your life, you're to be of service, and you're to partner with the universe in your highest capacity to bring about the things that you need that are divinely yours already, not always what you want. You're to just be a good human. You're to do your best to be happy and, and gra- uh, grateful and kind. You see, each of us has much work to do on ourselves to position ourselves To receive what's divinely ours. Like I said, some of these miracles happen in a split second, especially when uh, your safety is at risk and it ain't your time to go and it ain't your time to get injured, nor is it somebody else's. That happens fast. And we've all been in those situations where we've avoided an auto accident somehow, some way, or some other harm to our safety. We may not have been able to explain it but it happened, unless and until you realize that you've got to be able to do the work on your end. You've got to participate. You've got to partner with the universe, even if you don't know what the heck is gonna happen, or the how, that's the hardest part of the waiting. You might feel like something's coming. You might really want something, but you have no idea not only how it's going to come to you, but necessarily how you're supposed to bring it about. So unless and until you realize this and accept this fully, that you've got to do your part with the universe, you're going to constantly feel disappointed, shortchanged and marginalized by life. When I was in my twenties, thirties and forties, I struggled so much with this dream life that I, that I wanted so badly. I wanted to get married and have kids like everybody else. I wanted to be a part of uh, raising kids with other couples and our kids becoming best friends and doing things together as a family, doing all those kind of quote unquote, socially, uh, normal things, socially accepted things. I knew from a very young age that not only I'd be a great mom because I'm so maternal, uh, but also having grown up in my family and without, you know, with the parents that I had who really had an amazing love relationship, I knew that how I was raised, I knew the feeling I had in my heart that I'd be a great mom and a great wife to somebody. Well, I was in too many relationships to count over the last decades, however many decades, three or four decades, many of which were emblematic of the lessons that I had yet to learn and of the coping skills that I had yet to develop. Some Some relationships were karmic debt relationships, and I've talked about those in other episodes. So those relationships with the karmic debt were offered to me to settle and clear my debt with my soul and with this other person. And some were just experiences that I needed to have under my belt to build me up, to prepare me for the right relationship and to help me grow and expand into the woman that I am today. I honestly never imagined that by the age of 50, I'll be 51 in May, I would be childless, I would be unmarried, even though I'm in a relationship now, and nowhere close to living the life that I had dreamed of back in my 20s, 30s, and 40s. In fact, my life is way different, way, way, way different. I've had to learn to accept certain truths about my life. And the the, the best thing about accepting those truths is I was then able to move into Peace about what didn't happen. I knew as I gained knowledge and wisdom and insight that what didn't happen wasn't supposed to. But on the flip side of that, my life now is way better than I could possibly imagine. I never imagined my life would be like this, which is really cool. And that's something I want y'all to think about. Y'all don't know what's going to happen a day, a month, uh, six months, a year later. You have no idea. And that's the really, really cool thing. We're all limited by our human thoughts. We have no concept necessarily. We have feelings about what we believe we're capable of and what we dream for ourselves. um, But we really never know the vastness and the glory that's waiting for us within the year. So, yeah, there are times where I kind of fall into the sadness about what didn't happen. Maybe I compare myself to others at times and say, gosh, you know, I feel like I missed out on that whole kind of experience of uh, my kids going to the same school that my friends did and all those things that, uh uh mothers do when they get together and all of that i really do think about that it it does bring sadness i lament about the dream that i didn't experience but honestly i i truly have accepted my lot that my lot in life wasn't to have children of my own but rather to mother others to mother my clients in ways that they had not experienced from their own parents and themselves I guess you could say that I've raised many hundreds and hundreds of children in my lifetime through my work. And believing that to be the case has brought me much joy and fulfillment. And it really has cemented my purpose on this earth. One of the most important miracles that I've ever experienced has been the realization that I am and I will be fine no matter what, no matter what. Took me a long time to get to that point because I think most people are scared shitless about what's going to happen. And, and I talk about this all the time. Uh, you know, when I, when I tell my clients too, I tell them the exact same thing that I've been telling myself, which is when we have anticipatory anxiety about the future, especially based on some of the painful life experiences we've had in the past. We encourage ourselves to feel helpless in the face of the unknown. And that's what makes it hard to wait for your miracle. You have no control over it, you know, in terms of what's outside of you. But you do have control over the feelings you have, the thoughts you have, and what you truly believe. You see, the two things that people worry about most when it comes to the future really is this what's going to happen in terms of outcome and will i be and be able to handle the outcomes that happen the truth to experiencing miracles isn't having anything outside of you happen that's the thing those are the reinforcers that you're on the right track or that you you need to get on the right track but really what allows miracles to come about is your ability to recognize the opportunities that you have to make something out of what has happened that didn't seem to be your miracle. Okay. For example, a shift in attitude, a change of direction and pace maybe you didn't expect a developing a new dream for yourself, learning how to dream differently. I've also, uh, uh, spoken about that in a podcast, learning how to dream differently because our ideas are so limited about what we believe we can have and what constitute constitutes a dream. That's the beauty of God in all honesty. I am, I am repeatedly shocked. And like I said, from year to year, what happens in my life? Certain things that I would never have imagined, losses, gains, opportunities, growth, people in my life, like never, ever, ever did I imagine those things happening. Sometimes I really have a narrow view about my life. I would bet you do too. Doesn't mean you don't dream of being Celine Dion on a stage, which I kind of really have always done. I love, love, love performing. But what happens behind the scenes often builds up to something greater and better than you could possibly imagine for yourself. All those disappointments that you've had, they're meant for you. They were meant to prevent something from happening that wasn't meant for you. And they were also meant for you because you needed to learn a lesson. You needed to learn how to deal with difficulty, how to how to pivot. You needed to learn to dream differently. You needed to learn how to be kind and have compassion and stop beating the shit out of yourself. You needed to learn so that you could grow. So just because your dream doesn't pan out in the way that you want and the timing that you want, sweetheart, that's exactly how it's supposed to happen. And in all honesty, You are saved from treachery. You are saved from difficulty and tragedy more times than you could possibly know. If you can learn to dream differently when difficulty or adversity arrives, then you are way ahead of the game. Trust me. The miracle store, like I said, is not a place outside of you. Sometimes when you go get something you want, a yummy hamburger, French fries, whatever it is, that kind of fast food, it may feel like a miracle because you're so hungry. And you know what? In that moment, it is because you can afford to go buy it and have food. You are blessed. But there is no miracle store. The miracle, the way to the miracle is always within you and it always is in connection with the higher source and God. It's the prayers that you offer up to God. It's your ability to let go of the tight hold that you have on people and things because you're afraid of losing them. It exists in the love that you have for others in being of service and in simply being It's in the beauty that nature offers, the giggles of a baby, the ability to wake up and get out of bed, even if your body fucking hurts. It's being able to do what is genuinely right for you at any given moment, because you know that your gut speaks truth. And then you gotta listen to that. Is responding spontaneously to the needs of the moment and not falling into melancholy of the past. Cause you can't do shit about that or fear of what the future holds. Cause you can't do shit about that either. You got now. So what miracle do you want? I want you to take a moment and write down your miracle. So what miracle did I write down in the story that I told you in the beginning? swear hand up to God this truth you can't like I'm literally holding my hand up but you can't see it this was what I wrote down and what I will always write down peace in my heart and mind and also to ask God to make me the person he would have me be to be of service to the world strip away your fears of what might or might not happen sweetheart Because the fears will only prevent you from getting closer to what is right for you. Shift your focus about what you can control. Focus on what you can control. And how you can partner with the universe to bring about what is meant for you. The hardest part of living life is having an agenda and then expecting it to be met by outside forces. Y'all heard the saying, you plan and God laughs. It's exactly what that is. And it never works because on the other side of expectation is always disappointment. So I ask you, what is it that you truly want in your life? This underneath all that material stuff that you think you need, I fall into that trap too. But what's underneath that? And how can you rise up to meet the miracle maker in the middle? For underneath every desire for a miracle is really one thing. And it's to be at peace with who you are and how you live your life. No thing can give that to you. Money offers indulgence. It does not offer happiness or peace. You get to be the creator of that. So while you're waiting for your miracle... Find your peace. I hope this has been helpful for you today. I pray that all the miracles that are in alignment for you happen to you as quickly as possible because they are for your divine best interest. I wish you a wonderful day, a blessed week